Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast, where I'm already losing my mind as the show starts. This You're, has been the worst morning in CHGO history. Not great. No, it's been... Not great. This has been the worst morning in CHGO history that I've experienced. This There's is, not one this, nice thing has been said to anyone. First of all, you, you, uh, once again, as we've already covered pre-show and what has turned into an actual fight, welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the show. Adam Hogue, Mark Carbon, Greg Briggs Jr. here. Chewing Greg, gum. He's chewing gum before we get to the gum okay you carmen you had a mint the other day too i had a mint the other day you need to live outside the bears world okay this has been a tremendous morning for chgo our blackhawks crew has already welcomed danny Wirtz and jamie faulkner to their show this morning that's awesome their airbnb at their less than amazing airbnb Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I mean, that's a. They're probably knock, knock, knock. Oh boy, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, hopefully hi guys. Again, hopefully they were not Raggedy Ann dolls. Um, I don't don't think there were. Thankfully, you know how we had Ryan Poles on at the combine. That was cool. If that had been set up at the Airbnb, I think I would have canceled the interview. I would have said no, <laughs> no. Honestly, that'd be amazing. Can you imagine setting up in that room? I'd be like, no. I don't feel comfortable with this. For the one person that doesn't get the reference, there were weird raggedy and dolls at our Airbnb in Indianapolis that freaked us all out, and we thought the place was haunted. And the reason being because the place we were staying in was haunted. The originator of <laughs> yeah. Raggedy Ann lived right across the street from this building, and murdered people. So I thought it was quite lovely. So did I. I had a great time. All right, continue on, Hogue. Great stuff going on outside of this show. That's true. The rest of the company is thriving. I agree. <laughs> and Braggs is chewing gum. Well, I was going to swallow uh, the gum right before we started. And then the- these three prima donnas freaked out about swallowing gum. So I'm going to do it right now. No, 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 no. Yeah. It stays in your system for the rest of your life. Good. No, Lawrence, can is. you put up a gum, YouTube poll? Just swallowed it. It doesn't matter. We have not had enough polls today. Can you put up a YouTube <laughs> poll on whether or not it's okay to swallow your gum? Oh, it's such a I was it's gonna urban start a legend. Based on everything else, but sure. oh, that's fine. No, 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 it's no, gonna no. be you, there you know, forever. It's gonna be in your intestines forever. I'm fine. Your, your kidney's not gonna be able to process it. I'm fine. I'm worried about you. Also, Braggs was not on the meeting today or Monday. Well, He's Monday late. I forgot. <laughs> today I was too tired. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. Today you're last here. Monday. I was sitting there ready for the meeting, and none of you guys were there. Because you were off that day, so then we just didn't have a meeting, and I was just sitting there alone with Nick. Because there wasn't a meeting? Correct. Last Monday. You know, if you were a gambling man like... Every time I do the shows on Wednesdays, these guys are so angry. Every Wednesday. Last Wednesday, the same thing. Everybody's like, high tension. Mark's putting up polls that don't matter. I had no tension until I got around this crew, and then everybody gave me tension well it was their fault i'm not responsible for my own i invite everyone to a party nobody likes me (laughs) then they make fun of me all night about it yeah sorry but i'm gonna apologize because i feel like i'm in a bad mood today and that's uh that's on me everybody's in a bad great mood you're getting connor bedard yeah but the things i'm being tasked to do with the connor bedard situation and not being told about until like they're literally happening oh nothing gets under lauren's skin more than that 11.53, car mask for a graphic. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, (laughs) I've never asked for a graphic in the history of the show. 
Ever. Never? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so as far as Braggs's whole thing that uh, we put that video up, and I, I kind of feel bad about making yeah, the traffic. Yeah, what the heck? I mean, I didn't. Look at this. I, I, yeah. Look at that stomach. I've been uh, working hard yeah, to lose the well, stomach, I, I and then know, you and just Photoshop me as a fat lard. Yeah, I know. That was probably <laughs> not nice, and I do apologize for that, but I can only- You do not. I, I, I can not. only source- Whose body is that? It, it was a random- like stock a random guy on sitting on Braggs's driveway. Yes, man, man sitting in lawn chair, and it was—I uh, believe it was like—I uh, don't know—mature man. I believe yeah. it said because he was a little older. So. And Carm is spending all week inviting random people on Twitter to the party yeah. I invited these guys to. Yeah, and now none of them are going to come. Wait, the invite? Oh, I think I have something for that. Let me see this. Hold on. Oh yeah, there it is. There's, there's the invite. Look at that. Right. Yeah, that, and oh, that, that's that, the actual text. That is the actual text right there. If you, yeah, that could have been an email. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very lengthy. Um, I just wanted to put the information on there. Yeah. Right. So sorry for my uh, frustration, but let's get into the polls. I'll, yeah, we should get into this. Uh, we, we actually have some very serious bear stuff today. I'm excited about. Um, but one quick follow up to Carm uh, not knowing that the world was on fire yesterday. Uh, he slept with his window open last night. Um, once I, again, I slept, smoke I, denier, Mark Carmen mm. slept with the window open, sounded so bad on our 830 meeting this morning. Just for the record, I have my window can prop out. Like you sounded like Gene Honda. And there's a the little, there's little slits. Ray it's not Thomas. Like, it wasn't like open, open, but I didn't close these little slits. Then I woke up this morning and I didn't feel great. I'm like, this is pro that matters apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing yeah. in smoke for 24 straight hours. Anyone else have I mean, it wasn't dry throat, dry eyes? I mean, I, I was I've been a little uh, coffee or whatever you want to say. I like coffee. Come on. I like Stan's Donuts. Come on, Canada. Step your game up. I did make a stop at Stan's. Not for me. Stan's the Donuts went for the coffee this morning. Yeah, 24 uh, hours ago, I was defending Canada. I don't know if I am anymore. Canada's got to step their game up. Let's, You're better than this, Canada. Cap. All right, let's go. Is, is Bragg's typing on another lengthy text to us? Doing is he inviting what us do you mean? What, what? The show's going on. What are yeah. you doing over there? I'm sorry. I'm just getting, I, I was getting the <laughs> chat up. He's what moving chat? The, cha the chat. I'm getting the chat up. So you'd rather talk to Weston and Hendricks and Brandon and Swamp Thing and and Bakaten than us, which is cool. I yeah. get it. I I respect that. Yes. I would I would I probably actually agree with you. So maybe you should just do that the whole show. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I know that. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys. All I right. like everybody here. I'm actually in a great mode. Uh, okay. Just Carm's poll 20 minutes before the show pissed me off. Hogue put up four polls this morning. I came up with a brilliant poll right before the show. I put it out there. Hogue was upset. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. All right. Here's what we're doing today. Um, maybe we'll end up making this an, an annual thing because I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it changes from year to year. But we're essentially doing an uh, Bears, Chicago Bears approval rating show today. We can call it that. The top guys in the Bears organization, how Bears fans are feeling about them right now um, as it stands. And so we put up four polls this morning. Five if you include yeah, Carbs. That had five. nothing to do with what we're doing here. Um, 
had everything to do with what was going on in my head. <laughs> I believe that part. I definitely believe that. All right, so we're going to start with the general manager. Uh, we put this out. Poll closed at noon, start of the show. Um, if you still want to chime in, please do in the comments throughout the show. And we do have some comments on the polls, too, as we ask people to explain their votes if they wanted to. So um, first question, how much confidence do you have in Bears general manager Ryan Poles right now? This is actually what kind of prompted this whole experiment because Carmen and I were talking the other day just about how everybody's loving Ryan Poles. And the results of this poll today show this. Nearly 2,000 votes in about three hours. And the four choices, because Twitter only allows us to have four choices. Very confident, somewhat confident, lacking confidence, and not confident. And in terms of at least somewhat having approval, if you combine very confident and somewhat confident, it's... Damn near what ninety over ninety six percent? Yeah, that's pretty wild. The easy way to do that would be to subtract the lacking confidence and the not confident from a hundred. If you're you having trouble do with both. the math, three point which is what I just did. That's so it's ninety six points. Thank you. Yeah, took you way too long. Then if that's how you did it, this guy needs to go back to math <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Braggs. Adam All Vogue right. will be on vacation for the next two weeks after I today. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take you to do 100 minus 3? Like, and it's... Uh, <laughs> you were not a good math student. For the admit record. It. Admit it. You for were the record. Oh. I'm just going to leave before this show I mean, over. first yeah. of all, I was an excellent student in everything. Hated math. Took, Thank you. Took zero math classes in Thank college because I didn't need to. <laughs> Thank you. My last Mailed math, me. my last math <laughs> class was AP calculus at St. Ignatius College Prep. Oh, you took God. AP calculus and you couldn't do a hundred minus three. I I remember uh, getting asked to leave AP calculus in my uh, high school days. I turned in the test halfway through it. You know the test you take at the end of an AP. I didn't even take, take a college the test. credit. Yeah. I said I don't need this college credit. I don't want this college <laughs> credit. I have no interest in taking this test, and I turned it in before the written part. Um, for the record, I was thinking about how to phrase the confidence level. I was not stumbling on the math there. Hundred minus three point four, whatever. All right. The point is, Ryan Bowles' approval rating is through the roof right now sure and i i would stand to argue that short of a super bowl championship ryan poles's approval rating will never be higher than it is right now so it's interesting too right how many games did they win last year three by design right, right. now was yeah, Matt Mark, they played they was, played 17 games lost 14. 14 so that's three three yeah, plus where four. are we on that math yeah yeah, right, exactly. And <laughs> was Valus Jones a good draft pick? It's not looking great. Was Chase Claypool a good trade? It's not looking great. Right. Now, a lot of faith in the Roquan Smith. Was, was Is the too? book written on either of those guys yet? But my, my point is that he hasn't been perfect, and no GM is. And, and But I just think there's a way that Ryan – just presents himself in in front of the media in front of fans there is a there's a calmness to him that just 
makes you and a confidence that makes you believe that he's just a very rational guy and nobody's going to be ever perfect in that position they're going to take swings some are going to work out hopefully more than than won't and and that over time he'll make more correct decisions than not and and you're going to have a winner on your hands and i think that's what i think that's what bears fans see Right, it's not I like mean, they're blind to, to what ha- what what hasn't gone perfect. Right, were all his pick moves perfect last year? No, I mean they picked up the defensive end from the Colts, Muhammad. He was terrible, right? Sure. Byron Pringle never became a factor, you know. But at the same time, I think he signed those guys though to lose. It was brilliant. Also, yeah, I don't I, those those come on, th- those are not moves that he should be judged on at all. One hundred percent, like. It, th- those were to fill the roster out exactly. to get a, a, a year. You have to put players out on the field. Uh, I think he literally that, went out and got Al Kadeem Muhammad to fill a spot and know and knew that he was not going to do anything, so they would lose. Yeah, games. I think that had more to do with Flus liking him from Indy. But that's, that's my point. That's is probably the that real story. Yes. When you compare the reason people like him so much is because because when you compare him to Ryan Pace, who would trade up constantly and overpay for guys that weren't good, like Mike Glennon or, you know, things of that nature. He does things in the opposite way. So for Bears fans, that gives them comfort because everything was a disaster with Ryan Pace by the end of it. Yeah, and it's interesting. The word that I was looking was was demeanor, Jimmy. That's a good way of underlining it. Pace had a fairly decent demeanor, too, for the record. For And for a while, I felt confident that that guy knew what the hell he was doing. And then you just saw, you know, draft after draft go by, and it just got to the point where you clearly do not. Well, to your point about how not all these moves have been perfect, um, that's why I'm a little surprised that very confident, which is the highest option we made available in the poll, is at 48.1%. I, I totally understand and expected the the majority to be somewhat confident. That's where I voted. Uh, um because I do think that overall, the overall macro plan to this point has been very sound, makes a lot of sense. Yep. It's led to better than expected results in terms of team building, not wins and losses, but team building to somehow land the number one pick, then flip that number one pick for more picks in DJ Moore. Exactly. It, 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 if you're, if you're going to get on more of the pickier micro moves like the Claypool trade, sure, that that gives you just a little hint of doubt to be like, eh, okay, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to vote three. But the amount of people that are that confident, very confident, that surprised me a little bit. Just overall, though, I expected this to be very, very high. Maybe not this high, but this is um, this is kind of proving my point, which I thought maybe a little bit of confirmation He's, bias in my own head here that I don't know it's ever going to be better than this. Well, Gary's making some good points in the chat about the fact that P- the pace did not want to do media. Polls is way more available. Right. Polls is way more. If you run into polls, he's like, he's friendly. There, he's just he's, a much he's more likable. He, he's a more likable dude, period. Because to your point, I mean, if you remember when they were on a bad skid last year, he spoke to the media before the Patriots game. Like they hadn't won many games. They didn't win anything after that, but It'd be one thing if he had stepped up to the mic after the Patriots game, but it spoke to to his confidence in himself that he's like, no, I'm going to stand in front of the media and take some questions about the direction of Justin Fields. And then, you know, Justin went on a little run there. He's just savvy. You know, to me, the the way he handled the Roquan Smith situation, Roquan kicked up a lot of dust before the pre, you know, before at family uh, fest and training camp. 
and then he doesn't sign him. And now he flips that into Tremaine Edwins, Edmonds and TJ Edwards for essentially the same amount of money that Roquan Smith makes. So, like, to me, he's just business savvy, and demeanor is a big aspect of that. Logical down-the-middle polls, which, by the way, if we're looking at GMs around the Chicago land history of that were successful and the guy that had the greatest success in turning around a franchise, I'm talking about Theo, Theo did a lot of things that were just very logical. Let me take the best hitter in the draft. Okay, let's go. Let let me let me draft Chris Bryant over a pitcher who may or may not have success. Let's just make logical plays, and that's it's not quite the same thing. But it, the the trade for DJ Moore feels the same in the same general ball. And I feel like that is such a. I know we talk about it a lot, but I feel like it's a very underrated. Like, uh, as far as national perspective, he picked up the best wide receiver on the market. Uh, so we got a super chat from that dude, Tank. I have more confidence in polls than I do with AK. I just think that's funny. That's just dis- obviously. Depressing. Yeah, that's, I yeah. mean, the guy who found the you, best basketball player in the world currently can't figure out how to build a basketball team. But no, I, I mean back to the, <laughs> the it just pisses me off. The the DJ Moore thing, like I just feel like is undersold nationally. It it is so hard to get a good wide receiver on this market, and he got the best one. I mean, no wide receiver of that caliber is going to hit the market for years, and unless they're aging, like uh, DeAndre Hopkins is right now on the market. So to me, and then he also adds that with a you know, right tackle of the future to protect Justin Fields combines that and gives us multiple first round picks coming up next year. They were so competitive. They had three wins last year and every game was exciting. We were in here, you know, locked in for the majority of the season. So, you know, by design, they tried to lose, got the number one pick and still found their way to be relatively competitive in each game week to week. So, yeah, I am very confident of him. Here's some of the uh, comments I wanted to share. Some of them are here on YouTube. Some are on Twitter with the actual polls. Uh, Jacob here saying if the two worst things polls did is drafting Valus and trading for Claypool, the Bears are in a good spot. Ditto. It's a fair, fair way to look at it. Uh, Betsy on Twitter says, very confident. Poles is his own man. I love that. He's confident, and he seems uh, as if he's a veteran already. He's not afraid of different voices, and he's a good man who treats players like human beings. Um, Thank you, Betsy. Chaz says, I have been burned too many times, and he thinks he knows so much about football that he doesn't focus on his backyard in scouting the Big Ten. He did draft Jaquan Brisker. Yeah, and uh, he's, I don't know about that. He's been in Northwestern games. He's, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, been in Ohio State. I don't know about that. All right, Harvey says, overall quite good, but think we could have done more to support Fields last year. Uh, for example, not spending both of the first draft picks on defense and then drafting Bayless Jones. And the Claypool trade is unfortunate. I'm probably a 3.5. That's good underlining. It, yeah. it was curious that you went two secondary selections with your first two and ne- and to this point if we're being honest about it neither have been a home run now maybe they'll get there but they're not there yet he's got a good poker face you know what what that guy in the chat's talking about oh you know they needed to help fields more last year he's going to stick to best player available until this team is ready to take need 
they weren't a set. They were definitely not ready last year at that point. And this year, it was more of the same. And when it comes to contract situation, whether it be Roquan Smith or what's going to happen with Jalen Johnson going in the future or whatever, he's not going to overpay. David Montgomery, he's going to have his number and stick to it. Ryan Pace was the complete opposite. He had no poker face. He gave up a fourth round draft pick to get Nick Foles in here. He was terrible. You know, that, that I just feel like he is such a, a the difference, the antithesis to what Ryan Pace was with the Bears. Um, that could have definitely been a moment for the... Uh, it's all right. What moment? What happened? <laughs> there was a moment. There you were moment. in it. You were in the moment. What did I do? Alan, Super Chat, $10. In the past, we had to read between the lines on what our GMs have said in the past. I feel this regime means exactly what they say. I yeah. will say, let, I, and I, I 100% agree, Ryan Poles has been more transparent. I appreciate some of the conversations that have been had, you know, both in press conferences and various times where you run into them. Um, and there's just less paranoia, which is good. We're still sort of early in this honeymoon phase, though. And, and I'll repeat something I think I said on yesterday's show. I, if, Monday or yesterday, but it's like this year's going to be a little bit different if they're not winning football games. Yes, true. And I would like to just have a slight pushback on the, I think it's a popular narrative that the Bears were trying to lose last year. And I, it wasn't like a complete teardown of the roster. There was, they were one in seven in one score games. They, they were unlucky. They, they, they absolutely should have won a couple more games. The Lions what, gave What you're top. trying to say is they were not actively trying to lose. They were also not terribly concerned about winning. Right. With the roster construction. Correct. Inside the, that building, they were still trying to win football games. Exactly. Polls, with the only exception probably being that last game of the season ex- when Tim Boyle, Doyle, Toyle, and... That was the smartest... What, right. When like, they, when, okay. That, that one they tried to lose right. to secure the number one pick. When they t- and even then, they got lucky. Right. Exactly. So, I, I don't... I just I don't want to give like full 100%. This is exactly how they thought the year was going to go. Like they they didn't do what the Blackhawks just did to get Connor Bedard. They were they sort of I'm not saying they completely lucked into it, but there Paul, was Pulse has said that by the way. Like he he right. he and yes. Nick reported a couple times during the season from inside the press boxes on the road He's having a meltdown. Poles was losing his mind during games right. cuz they weren't winning. Right. Darnell Mooney drops a <clears throat> game-winning touchdown against the commanders yeah. or else we're not talking about the number one pick yeah right but right but they, we are but but they played it out in a position that gave them flexibility they were definitely not concerned about winning a division or right. anything they like were, that they knew they were gonna have a and top it, pick and it played out great and they got some help along the way especially uh in week 18 but uh, quickly the, to your point about how the narrative could start to change this year i completely agree the honeymoon phase is right now and it officially ends week one against the Packers because there are high expectations from Bears fans for that game specifically. And then as we go into the season, you've got Justin Fields that has to take a big step. You know, they didn't take Bryce Young. I mean, no Bears fan was ever going to sign off on that kind of idea. But if you get into eight weeks into the season and Chase Claypool's struggling, 
you know, Bayless Jones isn't on the roster and Bryce Young's balling out for the Panthers. Meanwhile, Justin Fields is still struggling. Not saying those things are going to occur, but if they did, the honeymoon phase will officially be over for Ryan Poles and there will be a lot of questions from from a segment of Bears fans. Well, if it goes that way, and I think that's a very light percentage, at least on the fields part, I think he's going to be fine. Um, at least middle of the road this year would be my guess. If not, you know, hopefully it'll be better than that. But my point is this: like, I, they won't. I think a lot of Bears fans will, rightfully so, they say he didn't draft Justin Fields, and now, you know, next draft, we'll see what he does and. I mean, if, if if it really goes south this year for Fields and the Bears, then exactly to Hendricks' point, then you know, then then we can have Caleb Williams down. Then we can start looking at. But QBs. that's what Bears fans. I mean, the chances of them striking gold twice and having a pick in if a Fields position to take to a quarterback like that is extremely slim. It's correct. not. It's it's not going to happen. Correct. It's not. However, if they if Fields if if it does happen, as in Fields is terrible, they might be in that position again. The, 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 the they have a better chance of the. Panthers pick being the number one pick well, than they'll, the Bears. They'll, they'll have them both. Not necessarily. If, just, if, if Justin's bad. Just the bounce of the ball luck suggests the Bears will win more than three games. Right. Regardless. I agree. So I, I, think it's, I think it's asking and, a lot. And, and, and whether Bears fans like it or not, because we were the Bears were never going to trade Justin Fields and, and take Bryce Young and all that narrative through the offseason and talking points – if Justin Fields does not work out ultimately for the Bears, whether that's two or three years down the road, whatever, and Bryce Young becomes a generational talent, there there will always be this what what if the Bears if you, had taken Bryce Young. You only get so many shots to have the number one pick in the draft. In fact, the Bears have only had it twice, this year and in 1943 when they drafted an insurance salesman. 47. So, you know, that, like whether we like did, it or did not. you say that with confidence because you were alive? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, no, I say it with confidence, law, because I've done the homework rather than tucking out of my <laughs> lawn chair on my thing with free parking. <laughs> Extended driveway. Extend, it does look good. Thank good you. job. And Lawrence isn't impressed, but I was impressed. I'm more impressed now, but I, at the I'm time, more impressed not. you got all that done while going to 700 sporting events last weekend. You're one of the most motivated people of all time, minus coming to the meeting which literally requires you to set an alarm at 8.28, roll out of bed, and just and, and open your eyes. He doesn't even need to open his eyes. I Did mean, you didn't help? even have your video on this morning. What was going on with you? I mean, as I long as... I couldn't find my pants. Why do you need pants for a Zoom meeting? I just didn't want to put on myself in an awkward position. No, I, I had who? As long as someone is there, <laughs> as long as someone is in the meeting to make sure... You're not coming up with any bad ideas. We need we needed you this morning. You would have, it, it, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Two dollar super chat from Alan Watson. How good does Justin need to be to remove all doubt? Doubt. Um, I don't think he needs Pro to be bowler re, to remove all doubt. Pro Bowler is probably probably right. more than that. I mean, Kirk Cousins are Pro Bowler. There's still doubts about Mitch him. Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. As an alternate. Yeah. Um, he's got to be, he's got to, you know what? To remove gonna, all doubt, he's got to be in the MVP conversation. 3,500 yards Agreed. throwing the football. Okay. 
Don't you think? Uh, yeah. All right. That, that, appreciate the that, that's the answer right now. This is we're not doing Justin Fields approval rating today. We could do a whole show on that. We could probably do a whole year on that, which we will coming up uh, another poll really for, for the next six out. months. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. AG one. So good. You guys up to speed on AG one? I'm not. Please tell me. You're gonna want to give this a, a try. It's a good thing that to drink, consume. Really, anytime, but in the morning when you wake up, makes you feel better. It's got all the goods in it before working out. Mm-hmm. Good thing to drink before you drink coffee. Yes. Just to get the right things in your body, makes you feel good. Um, just overall, you're better gut health. You're just going to feel like you have a little bit more energy. AG1, it's all the stuff you need on a daily basis to feel good. Um, and that's how they do it. They put it all in one little thing. You consume it. With some water, a little scoop of AG1 in your water, replaces your multivitamin, your probiotics, all those pills you might take uh, with different vitamins and things like that. It's all right there in AG1, that one scoop. It's a science-driven formula, vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category and helps you build your health foundation first. Um when you're taking care of your body, like all the athletes do, it, it starts with optimizing your whole body health. AG1 does that. Uh, daily serving, set yourself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give you daily nutrients, support your energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Here's what you're going to do. If a co- comprehensive solution is what you need, what you feel like you want to do from your supplement routine, then try AG1. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. You go to drinkag1.com slash CHGO bears. Do that right now. That's drinkag1.com slash CHGO bears. Check it out. Love it. It's the easiest way to quick health. You might want to consider it. So it's slurping down gum over there. Uh, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> just just a you know side bit of you know advice for you. All right, how's your uh, knee? It's good. I'm making moves. What was the update? Well, get an I update. Did, I, don't worry about the update. I I did yoga yesterday. I'm on the I'm on the move. I don't know what's going on. By the way, with the 28 year olds of the world. Everybody wants to, I'm, I'm trying to get a peaceful sauna these days. You know, you don't, normally you can go in the sauna in the summertime. No one's in there. Every 28-year-old who goes out and gets hammered in this city is just like sitting in the sauna because somebody on TikTok told them that saunas are healthy. And I'm like, can you guys go? <laughs> I'm used to having Morty, the 90-year-old, in there in the corners, half dead, the, the lone guy in there. Now I get every uh, single Dawson and... Chad? Chad is in there. And it's like... You should be in the steam room, first of all. Steam's too hot. Too hot. It's just, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do. I do a one minute steam after. Anyway, one minute. So I'm, I, I'm doing my cold shower. I'm doing everything. Everything's going good. Needs great. Thank you so much for asking. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families like Greg Braggs' family and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now. 
and into the future, buddy. That's right, Carm. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Greg, can you go further and tell me exactly how that works? I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Greg Braggs, did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Yes, I did. Schedule it today. All right, Hogue. Here we go. Now, before we move on to your polls, let's let's deal with this gum poll. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's the important poll yep. that, I, that Mark did not put out. Hey, uh, you got any gum? Uh, it's actually pretty even. 50, really? 52% say no, Braggs, no, to the question, should Braggs be swallowing his gum? And I voted no, Braggs, no, just for fun. And uh, 40, uh, oh, it's now down to 47% say it's fine. So that's pretty average. I'm going to end that one. We're going to do a different poll. Yeah. Mayo Thank Clinic. You. 47% of the people watching say the show fine. right now think it's okay to swallow gum it well, is okay is, to swallow I, gum. I mean I, you know i've seen some of the commenters in here mayo clinic your tracks i think <laughs> mayo clinic Love everybody. mayo clinic probably knows more about medicine than me and you although chewing gum is designed to be chewed and not swallowed it's it generally isn't harmful if right. swallowed it's not it's folklore. a fairy tale you were told as a kid folk you two old guys or, you know, even though Adam's younger than me, I always forget that. You're definitely older than me, though, Mark. You're. I am, Greg. <laughs> Folklore suggests that swallowed gum sits in your stomach for seven years before it can be digested. But that, but this isn't true. If you swallow gum, it's true that your body can't digest it, but the gum doesn't stay in your stomach. It moves relatively intact through your digestive system and is excreted in your stool okay thank you congratulations age is just a number and anybody watches the show knows i am the oldest person here that's true and also (laughs) age is just a number and everybody knows that i'm in much better health than the man to my left weight is just a number (laughs) i don't think that's true (laughs) no it is You're terrible with numbers. All right, let's. All <laughs> <laughs> right, we got three more members of this Bears front office to get through in 25 minutes. So, um, then you're on vacation. No, I'm. No, I got a show tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. God. The flus. This is a good one. Where is he at? So this is interesting because he also has a very high overall approval rating, but if. Um, Polls was combined between very confident, somewhat confident at 96%. Flus is down 10 more points to 86%. 
But unlike polls who got a ton of very confident votes, Flus, his majority was 70% going with somewhat confident. So there's a little bit more of a hesitation. Still overall pretty confident. I think that's a result of kind of still being in the early honeymoon phase here with this regime Mm -hmm. Um, and giving him the benefit of the doubt for a lot of last year, um, which is completely fair. And um, I think here in this, I probably would have voted somewhat confident as well. Like the overwhelming majority here did at 70.3%. But he also got more votes than way more votes than polls did in turn with lacking confidence. So there's definitely some people that are a little bit more hesitant with the head coach than the GM. And um, I don't know. Why do you guys think that is? Mainly because they won three games and he had no real opportunity to distinguish himself other than bringing in a culture, which I think that's where you get the confident level that I think you just feel confident that this dude at least is going to create an environment that that guys are going to want to you know be their best in or can be their best in i think a lot of bears fans when we were looking for a head coach wanted an offensive head coach and they went old school bears get a defensive coach you know i think everyone wants it to work out for eberflus bears fans you know they're not rooting against him but it's the confidence level is lower because they need to see more. What was the bright spot last year? Justin Fields. That's the offense. How much input does he have there? You know, I mean, the the secondary certainly I thought improved as the season went. So maybe there's something to speak for development. I didn't love his end of game sh- strategy at times. There were some times uh, when he chose to punt against what was it, the Vikings, or was it the Giants, where he chose to punt on fourth and two. And then the Bears never got the ball back because Valus Jones fumbled. That yeah, really that was, uh, was like, game. oh, that you yeah, cannot that. make that decision when you have Justin Fields who can easily get you 10 yards. So I didn't like that. It was early know. in the year, though. But yeah. So yeah. of all the things that you've mentioned here, that's. I think we got to focus mostly on that type of stuff actual head coaching decisions, game strategy, and then the culture, which I think has actually been very, very good. Yep. Um, when the Bears hired, when they when they fired Matt Nagy, and they went through another coaching change, I was a hundred percent in on the idea of hire a CEO coach, not one that's obsessed with play calling, whether it's offense, defense, whatever. And I love that Flus came in. One of the first things he said was, "I'm not going to be calling the defense." And he's hot. so. If you want to blame the defensive stuff, get on Allen Williams, okay. Flus's main job last year was to set the culture in place, get the buy-in, and then there I think there are a handful of examples, either good or bad, inside the season in actual game situations that you can pick apart. I still think overall, though, and, and then, of course, game planning. I There were definitely a couple moments, like you brought up Braggs, that were a little questionable. I, maybe I'm overrating that Patriots game, but... You got to give Flus credit for the way that they revamped. Yes, Getzy did the individual offensive stuff, but you don't do that without the head coach's approval. approval. Yeah. And that all starts with the head coach. So I think there's same thing with polls. I think there's way more to be excited about with the head coach than to be skeptical about, even if there are 
a few things to nitpick on here and there. Well, and to but to push back on that, why did it take them that long into the season to make an obvious adjustment? It frustrated me for weeks that they weren't spreading it out and letting Justin make plays. They finally did by the Patriots game. And, yes, Belichick didn't have an answer for it that game. I, I, well, I, I, I think that that was um, uh, most likely a matter of time management, to be honest with you, and the fact that they were – people don't want to hear this, but that switch they flipped during that mini-buy was also somewhat of an admission that Justin Fields was struggling with things that – They've said out loud he needs to be better at throwing the football, right? So they were hoping that it would have come together and they would have run more of what they were trying to run those first five weeks of the season. And it's really hard to install stuff in the middle of the, in the year. So they needed that mini buy to basically come up with a plan. And then they did that. Good for them. And I think that, like what you said is fair, but I, I, we just went through a coaching regime that wouldn't change ever. Yeah. That no, was stubborn I'm, forever. So, yes, was it a week or two too late? Maybe. Yes. But I, I'm still happy it happened in middle of October than not at all. They also, I think, had to see their early season plan through and fail. And they had to, you know, have a come to naggy moment where, you know, we're not going to do it this way. We're, gonna, we're not going to be like our guy in the chat every single day. We have to we had to change it up. And I still, there's part of me that's like, you could have, and it, it would have been to the detriment of Fields' health perhaps, just to make him sit in the pocket and try and process and play football that way versus just turning him loose. But... I think they probably just realized that this is the way that we're going to win football games with this quarterback. He's going to, we're going to have to play a little bit more unconventional, let him do the things that he's incredibly talented at doing, even though he never really did a ton of it at Ohio State because they had such a good offensive line and they, had, they were so stacked at the right receiver position. The so other, he didn't have to play that way. The other thing that, I mean, if you want to put this on Allen Williams more so because he's the defensive coordinator, fair, but in that Giants game, Daniel Jones bootleg after bootleg after bootleg, and they did that not have bad. an answer for it. You're a defensive head coach. I understand you're the CEO now, but like, walk over to your defensive coordinator and show him how to make that adjustment because he was literally walking in. My biggest issue of the entire season, when you talk about end of game management, was more so the Justin Fields management because once he turned into the electric roller coaster that he became and one of the most dynamic players in the league, you overused it. He was openly saying he had tired legs, and then you run him into the ground in the Atlanta game to the point where you put him in a position where he gets injured and hurts his shoulder. That's a great point. So that was something at the time we were talking about it. I mean, that was certifiably insane, the way they were using him. Then – Justin wants to come back for the Packers game. I was vehemently against it. Everybody's like, let's beat the Packers. I'm like, let's protect our franchise. And they go and let him play. All respect to Justin Fields for showing toughness, but they're not protecting. They did not protect him enough at the end of the season for my liking. And I really hope this season they use better judgment on how they use Justin Fields. 
All right, some of the comments here on this uh, and all fair points there. Betsy says, I'm very confident the Flus is the man. His players seem to love him and play hard for him and not just hard, but disciplined, which is a good point. Uh, Logan says, a coach I have confidence in would be able to get us a few of those one-score losses going our way. Also a fair point and certainly something that this year you're going to want to see. I push back on the player comment, too. I, I, we do not have a lot of evidence that they love Flus. Now, which is probably, I think there's evidence, though, that they play hard for him I, and I, discipline. And, right. And to the, to, I think there is evidence that there's a respect for him, which is probably maybe more important than being liked, so yes, especially definitely. in that position. So they weren't him. that penalized, right. right? They didn't have, you know, random personal, you know, foul penalties or, you know, misconduct. Nobody's gambling. And we don't know that. We'll find yeah, out we'll tomorrow. See. Yeah, that's, uh, we wood. have a super chat about that. I that feel confident about that, but we'll um, see. All right. Next one. Kevin Warren, the new president, CEO. Once again, a lot of love. Kevin Warren here. Um, we got 39.9% very confident. 50.8% somewhat confident. So, 90.7. 90.7. Thank you, Lawrence, the calculator. So, kind of splitting polls and Eberflus there in terms of the overall confidence that uh, Bears fans have. Only 7.4% say they lack confidence, or lack any confidence, lacking confidence for Kevin Warren. Guy's been on the job for three minutes. <laughs> so um, it's, it's interesting to me, nitpicking the numbers, that people are more confident in polls than they are in Warren. Like, well, he's shown he has more evidence of. Yeah, but they're both in the ninety percentiles here. So I, I'm mean, nitpicking. It's a nitpick. Yeah. It's a straight nitpick. Yeah. What has he shown? Well, I'm just saying Kevin hasn't really done anything yet. Yeah. Uh, a couple of comments here. David says put together slash helped put together a yearly competitive team in Minnesota. Plus, their new stadium is held in very high regard as being state of the art and great fan experience um max says very confident but with the caveat that i think the importance of a team ceo president is kind of overrated given his resume i am very confident he will get a cool stadium built that's all i'm really asking from him i mean i think i i kevin was the only one that i went all the way to very confident he reeks to me of just somebody who knows exactly what he's doing. He was brought in here to get the stadium done. I think the way they're going about it is very measured, exactly what you expect for somebody in that position. I love the fact that he's showing up at Notre Dame for Cole Komet. I love the fact that he's going to see Justin Fields. I love the fact that the Bears feel way more accessible now. I love the fact that he gives me a fist bump. I'm a big Kevin Warren guy. I think fist bump did a, and fist, a wave. The fist bump put it from three to four to you. Yes. That's what it was. But I mean, Just I get fist bumps. I I'm get fist bumps for polls. I'm, I mean, I'm all in with 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 the GM. I believe in him. But like Kevin Warren, feels like such an upgrade to what they've had in that spot. So yeah. this is what I've learned here: is that Floosh needs to give Karma fist bump. Fist he bump. does. That's really what we're lacking here. Yeah, interview, locker room interview. He always gives me a weird look when I'm putting my recorder down by him. We have we, we haven't bonded yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not Ted Phillips, so that was a great start. That gets you a you spot know, up. He's got a reputation with a good stadium that people revere. You know, uh, Shark Sharky here yesterday talking about how much he loves Minnesota Stadium. She did a great job, by the way. Um, 
you know, so uh, what he did with the Big Ten, transforming that conference. They're bringing in USC and UCLA. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, the TV contract, big deal. So if those kind of business savvy moves he can bring to the Bears, we're all you know we're all in for that. And he's playing hardball with Arlington Heights, and you know I don't know. I think half of me is frustrated just because we all want things to go smoothly, but to watch how Kevin Warren is approaching it is somebody that understands business and is going to hold everyone's feet against the fire to get the best deal. That's what you do. Yeah, hit the like button if you want a fist bump from Kevin Warren, Nagy. I know I, you do. I actually agree with Mac, the the comment I just read off of Twitter uh, a minute or two ago, because I think it is a little bit overrated, the impact on wins and losses. Uh, on, on a more micro, like, day-to-day level. Now, it obviously has a huge impact because you're involved in the hiring, right? And I think that's where Ted Phillips... And George has to be putting that too, kept failing with who they were hiring. Um, but they were the ones that hired this GM. Kevin Warren didn't hire this GM. But but once those people are put in place to build the football team, I think in terms of actually like winning a Super Bowl, it is a little overrated how much the president and CEO has an impact on that. So another way to ask this question, specifically when it comes to Kevin Warren, I think is how much confident do you have that he's going to get an A-plus on the stadium that eventually gets built? Because pretty damn confident. But, well, see, the only reason I wouldn't probably vote very confident is not even Kevin Warren's fault. It's Chicago. It's the state of Illinois. This, we're just not good at this. And, and, and I'm already getting va- bad vibes with this whole political nonsense over the tax assessment. And the, it's like, it, it, if, if he manages to build U.S. Bank Stadium 2.0 in the state of Illinois, build him a statue. Put it right outside the stadium. Name it Kevin Warren Stadium because that'll be a feat that's never been done before in the history of the state. And I'll be very impressed. I mean, he just said that he wants to be here for another 20 years and all that stuff. So we'll see if he feels that way once this thing's actually done because he might lose 20 years of his life trying to get it done in this state. But you hang in there, Kevin. We got your back here at CHGO. Yeah, it was funny when the initial, you know, hiring of him and talking about the stadium, people were like, oh, we'll have that new stadium by 2027, 2028. And now I'm looking at this. I'm like, we'll be lucky if there's a stadium even halfway built by 2030. Which is what I'm rooting for. Let's just hang out in the city for as long as possible. Let's enjoy every damn moment at Soldier Field. Delay, delay, delay. You get the best deal possible, and you don't stop until you get it. And if it takes five years to get that deal, go right ahead. We got a lease for a long time. You know what's going to help all the smoke we have down here? A NASCAR race. That's true. It's so fitting. Can't <laughs> breathe, and here comes NASCAR. People, have you have you driven the course? Has anybody walked down Wait, Michigan what? Avenue? No, I've not driven the course. Well, because I whatever I Wait, live. When over, did you drive the course? I, last night I was driving home. Right, the down course Michigan. is open. Well, not the course, but like, it's, but a part of the course, cl- a part of the course where the where the bleachers are. Cars are going to be riding past. Actually, there. let me let me re-answer your question. Yes, I have driven the course. I have driven every road that the course is on in my life many, many times. All right, let me re-ask the question. Have you been by the stands and seen where the cars are running at any point of the course? No is the answer, right? I have. 
I'm trying Dude, to stay away from. I'm all just that. telling you, they they are going. These cars are going to go flying into buildings on Michigan. That's what my my friend said the same thing. My friend, it, it looks it looks like ridiculous. Well, they're yeah, going to go right into I'm Columbia College to see how it goes. Uh, but like, no, I hope not. Why they didn't they didn't pave like what the course is going to be? I thought they were going to fix those roads to have car NASCAR race. <laughs> That's on them. the funny part. Is like. Have you driven down Lakeshore Drive? I mean, it's not like the potholes it's be, are unbelievable. It's not like Daytona where it's a perfect circle and they can stay at a consistent speed. You're turning sharp corners, so they're going to have to slow down for those. But I agree. I think there is some concern about like the safety of this whole event. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make light of a like what could be a really serious thing, but I'm just saying. I wouldn't go sit in those stands. Well, people, go, yeah, I was well, going to say they, people they, go to NASCAR events for the. They've greatly improved no. the. There's the fences and the barriers. Uh, you go and look at it and tell me that you'd sit there. No freaking way. I was actually highly interested in going to this thing, and I just think it's you, completely not affordable. Cody Delmendo tweeted, like, right before it showed, that charging $63 for a six-pack of Bush Light. That's not that much relative to... That's a, 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 10 bucks a beer. Bush Light. 10 bucks a beer. That's normal nowadays. For 15 don't believe what you just said because you have. I mean, I wouldn't buy it, but re- relative you, to relative to stadium prices, that's normal. <laughs> but you don't believe in those stadium prices. We've had this conversation a million times. Right, you think no, everything should be cheaper. I know. I want to make a so movement. So don't defend NASCAR over sixty-three dollar Bush Light. Uh, okay, Is it the Peach Bush Light? Because I saw that in the store. That looks gross. Anybody who buys Bush Light, God, God bless you. That's a, such a bold move. I Listen, I'm just saying relative to stadium prices, that's normal. That's all. And Just get your goose island. Sit it, It'll be a lot better. Come down, find somebody in the South Loop that's got a high-rise apartment, go up there, drink a goose, and enjoy the race. Don't put yourself in peril. That's my advice. Speaking. Anyone know anyone who has a high-rise yes. apartment? Speaking yes. of Brian Souter, uh, huge listener to the okay. show, has one. Talk to Carm. I'll get you into Souter's. He's excited. He's got cigars and, and lots of goose. Speaking great. of uh, Goose Island, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. He's so proud of himself. Six-time medal look winner at, the, at the Great American face. Beer Fest. Always in style, citrus aroma, bold hop finish. One of my favorite beers, I know Lawrence likes it too, Tropical Beer Hug, a dry hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol. That's Honestly, dangerously I easy to drink. I prefer the hazy beer hug because it's a 6.0. Okay, okay. Maybe Mark will, you know, indulge in some 312 wheat ale tonight at the draft party for the Blackhawks. makes me want to drink a six-pack. Full pocket pills. Worst Everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking. So, you know, grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. First time I've agreed with Robert Friel on anything. He's one of my great fans. Bushlight would have to pay me to drink that thing. Okay. Nope. I mean, Rise I love sh- it. I love the old BLD, the Bushlight draft in bottles back in the day at, uh, in Iowa City. Really? Yeah, you get the you get the, the twenty four pack case of bottles, and then that becomes your uh, coffee table in your dorm room. If I remember right, <laughs> Nat, Natty Light was the big beer Ooh. in Iowa City. I thought Natty Light was more Ames, but that's just me. Actually, I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of visiting my sister at Miami, Ohio. We, we were not big on Natty Na- Light. Natty Light was the big Miami, Ohio beer. That's we, what it was. 
We would splurge for lining kugels back in the day. That was like yeah. the, that was like the big nice. buy. Oh. Anyway, kid. go goose or go home. That's what I have to say. Uh, hey, if the smoke ever lifts, it lifts and you can uh, see that sun. Oh, the sun's kind of coming out today. Uh, you're going to want to put your Shady Rays on. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They're an independent, independent sunglass company. They offer world-class uh, shades that are just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and they have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Uh, if they break for any reason, if you lose them, they just send you a new pair. That's as easy as it gets. Just like that. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence. They have your back long after you purchase. Plus, they're great people. They have uh, what they call the Shady Rays Impact. They're providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States of America. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Exclusive for our listeners here. At CHGO, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com right now. Use code CHGO. You'll get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Shady Rays. All right. uh, Before we get to the fourth member of our management approval rankings, I just want to know, I want you to know that I put a poll out there on the old YouTubes, which says, which member of the Bears organization do you have the most confidence in? And we've got Eberflus polls, Warren and George McCaskey. And while you're taking the time to vote for that please also hit the like button thank you okay okay well we should do a rank order on the show before we go to i'd like to do that thank you very much as i explained on the meeting uh the order will be very clear we already know polls is number one warren's two and flus is three i want your rank order my rank order yeah oh okay well we'll get through george here well i have the most confidence scooting along yeah who's your one justin fields Oh, that's not what we're doing. Cheating. Okay. Uh, how much confidence do you have in Bears chairman, George McCaskey? Uh, results a little bit different on this one. But I would also say 100% this is much higher than it would have been if we'd done this poll two years ago. And I think that that's uh, an interesting part of this. You're trending positive, George. Yeah. So, by far the, the least amount of very confident votes. Only 5.4% said they are very confident in the Bears chairman, but 36.4% said they're somewhat confident. Just barely edged out by lacking confidence at 37.2%. So kind of split here. Then there's still 21% that are holding strong to not being confident, which if we had done this poll at the time Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were fired. It would be all it, like 100%. Probably about yeah. 98% yeah. just not confident at all. So you got, I think, a majority of Bears fans that are sort of on the fence. are like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe things are trending in a new direction. Then you got a lot of Bears fans that are like, uh, this thing's been going on for almost 13 years now. The results have not been good. And I think both sides are completely defendable on that. If you're going to just base it on what we've seen so far since George McCaskey took over – there's not a lot to defend. The results haven't been there. He would tell you the same exact thing. They have not won enough football games. There's been a lot of hirings that have gone wrong. But if we're going to do four polls and the first three are an immense amount of confidence right now in the GM, the head coach, and the new CEO and president, well, 
those changes you got to give George McCaskey credit for. And I think that's why we're probably seeing this thing trending back up in a positive direction uh, with the confidence in the Bears chairman. George is very likable. George, I think, would be my number one pick, although I don't know. It'd be a tough call, but I'd like pick t- for what if I could have a beer with any of them and just okay. get stories and like just to hear like I think I'd probably take George because you know he's been around the longest there's got to be a ton of if you could really actually get like the real tea George would be and he probably would give you stuff would be my pick uh, but I do think there is as far as the current formation of polls and flus and and now Warren it does feel a little bit like you know you know a broken clock is right two times a, a day sort of luck going on here although the warren thing gets it trends me up on him because that was a that was a big time hire by george and, and, and a huge hire in my mind yeah uh full disclosure i don't like george mccaskey i don't think he's that likable i think a lot of the stuff he does is show pony walking through the south lot taking pictures i think you're so wrong about that i don't i, I don't like i think he is i think, he is, I I think like he is and that's fine I, and i'm willing to admit that i'm i could be wrong on it I just wanted to preface before. I just think it's authentic. That's all I'm saying. I think that, if anything, that might be the fault in George. That he's not enough like of a true NFL owner type to have enough success. I just don't think What you see from him, that is him. That uh, is authentic George McCaskey. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to try to bash him too much. I don't personally like him that much. Uh, I, 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 I see through some of the stuff, but that's just, just, that's so funny. That's, I'm not going to try to bash him so much. We, I we just, just don't like we him. We just both threw flowers at him and then you just came in here. Well, I, I don't just, like the guy. Well, but here's the thing. If you don't like him because they have enough, won enough right. football games, you, completely defensible take. Braggs, you don't have to like him. Yeah. It's totally I mean, fine. um, but like what, why don't you like him exactly? That's, that's the, that's the question, I guess. Like compared to Michael and really, what don't you like about him? I just don't. I just don't buy all the. You think it's fake? Is that yeah. what you just said? Yeah. I don't buy it all. Really? Yeah. You get a fake vibe from him. Yeah. I'm around it enough. That's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. You're a lot closer to it than I am. But I've. He's I don't been, think it's fake, man. Fake. I've, I've, been, I've been around him enough to have my own opinion on it. You're. Sure. You. You um, are. Okay. You do. Yeah. I trust I your see opinion. Him in Southlot. I, I see all the stuff he does, but. While that all being said, just being full disclosure that it, I don't really like the guy that much. I do have to give him a lot of credit. He didn't hire Tony Medlin as the next president. He hired Kevin Warren. That's a big change of direction of what he's been known for, and that's being this in-house guy. Why did Tony Medlin just get thrown in there? Well, (laughs) because that would be such a George move, you know, like to hire Tony Medlin. I I would have hired Tony Medlin. I like Tony. No, there's nothing wrong with Tony. He should be the president of the United States. Um, You know, he... Right now. He's... (laughs) Like, you know, when he had the press, when they had the, the disaster press conference with Ted Phillips Ooh. and they they talked about, you know, um, you know, like the year before they fired. Co- right. With collab- and collaboration. That was yeah collaboration. That was when I was like that poll. If we'd end. done this poll on that right. day. Zero percent. I was at my wits. It would have actually been 100 percent. Not ninety nine point nine. It would have been a hundred or zero percent. I, I will say that I felt like he was trying to do everything he could. To hold on for dear life to try to win his mom one more Super Bowl. I do think that's the biggest authentic driving force he has is try to win one more for his mom while she's still on this earth. I do believe that. I, I think that's important to him, and that's great. Um, you know, so he's had those changes. I don't love the hard knocks decision. I wish he that's would. Really, that's what this is about. No, it's not. I knew you guys were going to go there, but that is something you went that. there. 
I, well, I'm just bringing that's one aspect of it up. But, I'll, you know, I'll give him credit for some of the things. And, like what? you know, hiring Kevin Warren and having this change of direction with the stadium and everything of that nature, With that's what's coming for Bears fans. I'm excited for as long as they can get it done. So... Um, I'm going to read a couple comments here. What what, what is Uh, that? You don't need to look at the chat for every second that you see if if they agree with your outstanding I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. What are you doing? Also, the chat's on the screen in front of me. He moves it around, and I can't see it. There's a table there. Don't talk to me about looking on your phone during the show. Yeah, that's a bit pot kettle black situation. Yeah. But he's... he's, he's, You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going on vacation after this show. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm off tomorrow. I'll give him some credit. Oh, and then the final thing I was going to give him credit for... You know, like you guys were saying, going to these uh, graduation ceremonies and things like that. He also, you know, Paul Zawicki, the road warrior that's good friends with Don the Bear Man, the two guys that have been going to Bears games since 1980. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, My God. Well, I wrote an article on him. We shouted him on the show a few times. He's one of the many fans that I've we see on I know, TV. I just, I'm not trying to be rude. I lose track of which random guy on TV you know personally. Because every game we watch together and hear, like, I know that guy from Cincinnati yes, who's the biggest Bengal fan. Is Zawicki friends with Sweet and Sour Nipple? Yes. Okay. Um, they call him Paul the Road Warriors Zawicki. He's been going to every Bears game since 1980. He's one of, you know, you should Did know I'm, him if you're a Bears fan. Anyway. He just got married over the weekend. Okay. He invited George McCaskey, and George McCaskey came to his wedding. And you hate you need- George McCaskey. I know, and that's what I mean. When he does things like that, I'm like, maybe I'm the asshole. You definitely are on this one. Okay. It's okay. And I'm willing to uh, concede that that could be a possibility for sure. Rags. McCaskey went to Zawicki's <laughs> wedding? McCaskey went to Zawicki's wedding. And you just said what you said about McCaskey? Yeah. <laughs> You need to go back and take an English class on how to build an argument. I was just... Evidence, your thesis, and how you lay out the evidence. Well, I've said multiple times on the show that I don't like the guy, so I'm not going to... You know. I don't think it's authentic, but my friend invited him to his wedding and he showed up. As he should, Paul Zawicki and Don the Bear Man have been going to every game since 1981, and that's literally the least he can do for those two guys who have literally put their blood, sweat, you know, and tears and every penny they've ever made into this f- suffering, losing franchise. You know what we need to do? We need to invite George to the cul-de-sac on Friday night. I would say there's a uh, 17% chance he actually shows do, up. Do you yeah. understand that most people in that position, though, would not have the respect for Zwicky that McCaskey has for Zwicky? Yeah, and you I think, got respect. I, I got even if I don't like the guy, I got respect for him. You to think do that. Jerry 100%. Jones would show up? You to think Jerry Reinsdorf? Do you think Tom Tom Ricketts? Okay. Do you think that uh, that, that just because Rocky you're comparing works. what other people wouldn't do as a nice gesture doesn't you know like. Being nice, you know, having a moral compass should just be a human nature thing, not a uh, how much money is in your pocket thing. George, Friday night, show up to Bragg's cul-de-sac, fireworks show, free parking. Win them over. Win them over. It'll be the greatest PR move you've ever done. Take a swim in the pool. The way too long text is right there on the screen for you. not invited to my party. (laughs) Neither are you, Carm. Uh, You're not inviting George? You and George are not invited. George is invited. George is invited. George <laughs> He's is not invited. He'll be scooting down 9094. Yeah. George is George is not not only is he invited, but I'm gonna pick him up and we're both coming. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now that would be content. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, hey, Braggs, we made it. All right, this has been a fun show. <laughs> there are a couple supers we got to get to before yes, we Yes, please, leave. and then I actually have something I want to uh, end the show on. Kind of a sad note, actually, but that's okay. Jesse, 499. Uh, Moore was better with the Panthers than Brown with the Titans and Diggs with the Vikings. Okay. Okay. Diggs was pretty good with the Vikings. I think they're all pretty good. Yeah, Brown was pretty good with the Titans, too. Yeah, but the point he's making is also that they more had terrible quarterbacks to work with. I guess Brown did with the Titans, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill, you know. I mean, if your point is that the Bears got a good wide receiver, yes. we agree. Yeah. Uh, Brandon says uh, $5. Are, the, are there going to be any Bears on the gambling suspension list that is about to drop? Love the show. Yeah. Uh, don't know at this point. Haven't heard anything. Um, I will say... Uh, and this was echoed by a lot of players around the whole league, not just Bears players, but it was a little concerning to hear, like, even Cole Komet and some other guys say that, like, they learned some things that they didn't know. It really seems like the like when this all happened, like, a month or two ago, and the team had to come in and tell them all the rules again. Like, it seems like it was very poorly communicated. Now, that being said, what Isaiah Rogers was doing was just ridiculous, you know, if you're betting on NFL games, to I have a little bit of sympathy for the players that might be getting in trouble for like betting on an NBA game inside the, their NFL locker room, because um, that part didn't seem to be very well communicated. But if you're betting on any type of NFL game as a player, especially ones of the team that you're on, yeah, there's really no defense for that. That's just dumb. Not a great choice. Yeah, uh, but. I don't know the answer to that. If any Bears are going to be on there, though. Do I really care, though, if, if uh, a player on the Bears is betting on the, the Cardinals versus the Seahawks because he thinks he knows? What, what's my issue? Seriously, what Well, do the I care? issue is integrity in the league. And, and you, don't, you don't think that they're doing confidence pools or whatever else they've been doing for all time? Like just side stuff that's been going on forever that dudes have been betting on NFL games? No? Well, that's a different question. I, I I mean, has there been shady stuff going on? I'm sure. Yeah. But that's different from like, hey, my former teammate that I'm really good friends with is on right. the Cardinals, and I know the quarterback's not playing, and nobody else knows that outside, so I'm going to put $2,000 on this because I have inside information that no one else has. I mean. Which players around the league would have compared to no, I your got average it. Joe. I got it, which is why, you know, everybody in Congress has got $7 zillion because they know what the policies are going to be put in. So let me let me start trading some stocks. I don't know. Yeah. I It's not great, but I, I'm not losing any sleep over it. And, and these dudes are making bad decisions, clearly, because they're going to get suspended. You're going to get caught, and that's just a bad move when you're in the prime of your NFL career. But, I, I mean, are you losing sleep? I guess my point, my question is, are you losing sleep that the NFL has some massive gambling problem that's affecting the integrity of the game? I, I'm not there. Is anybody there? I'm not there, no. Well, I think all of us as fans or, or spectators of any of these sports tries to not think about it too much because if it, there is an integrity question, then what are we watching for? You know, and you saw that with the M- NBA ref. Uh, what was his name? Tim Donahue? Yeah. Um, you know, and and – it was a very real thing, and it was like, if that kind of thing was happening all the time, or if we actually knew, like, let's say it was rampant, and we knew, 
Like would, then you'd feel like an idiot wasting all your time watching things that the outcomes are already decided well, or however you want to say. Right. What you just teed up though is that the league's literally cheating to put teams through and that sucks. And, and well, however you want, or players are throwing games or whatever, you know, that I, would suck. You know what I'm saying? And we all just kind of, Oh no, it's not happening, but see, I mean, you see, can't well, guarantee it. I'm not saying that not, you know, there's not going to be some scandal, but I don't think that making gambling legal moved, moved the motivation factor for people to be shady behind the scenes. If anything, I think it lessened it. I agree. It, yeah. it, the people have always gambled. Exactly. Right. And now and, it's and the fact public. that it was more of a black market type thing, th- those people that were involved in that were moving a lot of money. Enough money that if you're going to have an NBA type scandal like they had, was going to happen anyway. Agreed. Th- this is more of an issue of just opening up to more players who have access to it. And keep in mind that not all states have this legal. So, one reason why maybe you're a little bit more worried about it as a Bears fan is because it's legal here. Right. Yeah. Whereas right. it's not. It's, le- it's not legal more... in. Uh, is it legal in Indiana? Yeah. Okay. We're, oh, Wisconsin. There, you can't. Yeah. As soon as I go across border in Wisconsin, so you know what? I don't think the Packers are going to have players unless they they had players like, you know, setting bets in the off season before they got there on the Packers. It's just much more of an advertised thing. They talk about it on the sports telecast now, yeah. and it's just much more of a norm for people to gamble. Twenty years ago, you had like that one friend that gambled a lot. Now everybody gambles. Yep, oh. and you love Curry Blassie game to get in the end zone. Can't wait to get back to that. I'll hit on that. I'll hit on that eventually. <laughs> we got a two-year deal on him. Yeah, so by the way, your DraftKings prop bets coming up in our pregame show. All right. Um, What's s- your f- sad note? Uh, Ryan Mallett passing away yeah. yesterday, former uh, NFL quarterback, and um, uh, drowned in a uh, rip current in Florida on Tuesday. It was a high school. He, once he retired, he became a high school uh, coach and teacher. And um, they're all in a, at a school in Arkansas, and they're all mourning his death there. He was the head coach at the school he was at. Um, very sad. This has been a – these rip currents in Florida have been a thing in the past week or so. It's been a, actually a big story even before that this happened with, with Ryan. But um, I give this PSA, and I'm not blaming anyone at all, but just be careful with water. Seriously. Yep. Like – Yep. There, there was. I think we brought this up. On, there was a drowning up in the Channel Lakes a few weeks ago in a channel that's like literally four and a half feet deep. Like if you're not if you're not being careful, um, or 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 you're being irresponsible around water, just don't mess with it. Now I'm not. Again, I'm not saying that's what happened here with Ryan, but there is a thing with rip currents. Do your homework on rip currents if you're by an ocean. If you see a clear patch of water where there's waves on both sides of it. That is a rip current. That is not where you want to go in the water. That'll take you out. And if you do get caught in a rip current, swim parallel to the shore, not against the, uh, not back towards the shore. Go parallel to the shore. You will eventually get out of the rip current. Yep. And um, I'm being 100% serious about this. This is real shit that impacts a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of people um, affected by this tragedy with Ryan Mallett. And of course our thoughts and prayers from CHGO go out to the Mallet family because it's, uh, it's very sad. Yeah. Way too, way too young. Yeah. And he just goes to show you, cause I'm sure he's still in good physical condition. It doesn't matter how good a physical condition you are, a riptide or rip current. 
can can take you no matter how good a shape you're in. Peyton Hillis um, had something similar happen to him in Florida. Riptide took up his son and niece, I believe, and he sa- he was he Saved managed them, to but save he almost them lost his life and over. almost died in the process. So um, yeah, I that's a great message, especially this time of year. You know, even out in the lake, you know, if you're... You well, know. even on small lakes, right. but here in Lake Michigan, too. Lake Michigan, that's... that's We're talking about an ocean when it comes to water patterns. And so, and also, the water's very freaking cold still, so you got to be careful about hyp- hypothermia as well. So, just don't be dumb a lot around water is what I'm yep. saying, especially as we go into the 4th of July weekend. Stay safe out there. Yeah. R.I.P. Come to my pool. Be, be done. How deep's your pool? It's not. It's like to here, so we can we can be as stupid as we want in there. You two aren't coming though. Neither are you. Neither is Nick Moriano. How far is it from one end to the other end? Don't worry about it. You're not ever coming. The f- the frick I'm not. You you sent <laughs> you sent me your address. I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm gonna pop up at your house. Not invited, whether you like it or not. All right. I guess I'll show up tomorrow. We'll do one more show. Hogue's going on vacation. You can't blame me for all this angst. I no, see this all started with Carm's yeah, stupid poll he put out it's there him. right before the show. Great poll by Carm. Don't listen to these guys. We'll Last. talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Noon. It'll be a fun show. We love you. Thanks and, so much, uh, Chad. You're awesome. Being here. Hit the like all, button. All the internet. Hit the, come on. One more like and we get to 100. Hit the the like button. That's ridiculous. We're not at a hundred. Frankie, hour and seventeen like minutes. Come into on, the show. John. Let's go. Doug's probably already done it. Nagy, have you hit the like button today? Mr. Frankie, Ron Burgundary. Who is Matt Nagy? Frankie was asking earlier why you guys like got all paused. Why did you guys pause when I was talking earlier? You're I don't like, know. Well, no, I was trying to get Lawrence to hit the uh, it, Bragg's interruption graphic. You was com- it because the super chat was up there? You completely interrupted the comments I was reading on Twitter for Ryan Poles. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. Did yeah. I? So it didn't happen, well, but that's why we paused. I thought he was going to hit it. <laughs> love you guys. Love brags. I got it. Party at my house. <laughs>